Look at this. I had a dentist appointment tomorrow at, yeah. at, at 9 a.m. And they canceled it. But they sent this email uh, an hour ago. So that's less than 24 hours. Oh. And if I canceled less than 24 hours, they probably charged me $50. So I'm thinking about responding to this email and saying, no problem. Let's reschedule that. But you owe me $50 because you canceled on me uh, in less than 24 hours. You know, this is a plot in a Seinfeld episode. Is it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> or George, remember? No. Oh, remember the, the, the lady who had like the really old hairdo? She had like really big hair and uh, she was a doctor and was charging George full price instead of giving him a discount. And then he needed to cancel and they charged him $50, whatever it was. And then uh, she canceled on him to go skiing with Elaine. And then uh, he wanted the $50 from her. Oh, well, then strike everything I said. Okay. Seinfeld's ruined everything. Oh. Seinfeld has destroyed the world because they were so good at covering all of this stuff that you bring something like this up. Like, oh, no, that's already been done. And now people oh, think yeah. I stole it. They probably think that, oh, yeah, we know this tired old act, Greg. It was done well, you know, 23 years ago. You, it's not an episode that plays ad nauseum on TBS. You know, they have like... <laughs> 15 episodes that they cycle through yeah well it's always the same ones it's always soup nazi it's always you know elaine dancing uh i don't know what are the other ones there's always oh the restaurant the chinese restaurant one it's always the same ones everyone wants to be in a seinfeld episode that's what uh, that show it did has done to our society yeah which says something about its staying power i guess because uh you know, it is a relatively old show and it is held up well and uh, people yeah. still are still impacted by it to this day. Still I was pretending. going through the seasons and I was really enjoying it. And then it started to get a little weird. It started to get a little kooky. Yeah, we talked about this. That's when uh, Larry David left. I didn't know that there was a difference. And I was really impressed with the episodes being so good for so long. Uh, but yeah, it's got, it got weird. I stopped watching. It's got weird. It gets a little over the top. Like you said, kooky. Larry yeah. David leaves. He's still an executive producer, so his name's all over it. But uh, he leaves and it gets a little ridiculous at times. Mm -hmm. Though he came back to write that finale that people hate. <laughs> the finale is dumb. So it's his fault. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what else are you gonna? How you else are you gonna end that show? Most sitcoms end with the people moving out of the house and looking around at the empty house before they yeah. close the door. <laughs> Shutting one off final the lights. Time. How many times has that happened? That happens over and over in sitcoms. Mm -hmm. So I mean, Seinfeld, Cheers. Yeah, Seinfeld, friends. Seinfeld isn't gonna end that way. Uh, How did Mad About You end? Oh, Mad About You was so fun and good, and then it got so serious. Remember, they like were divorcing and you're like, ugh. It came back though, what? right? Oh, yeah. That nobody watched it. Nobody yeah, talked think about it. <laughs> the most criticism I heard from it was from my dad saying like, Helen Hunt looks bad. You're like, yeah, she's older. Well, Frasier came back. Ugh. Your dad would love that. I know too much about Kelsey Grammer to be able to watch Frasier. Frasier. <laughs> What uh? What do you know? What he is like a sex temple or something, right? No, that's um Drew Carey. 
He has a sex dungeon. Sex oh. temple. <laughs> he has a sex teepee. Um, no, Kelsey Grammer is a weirdo. He also likes it up the butt. He likes the ladies to give it, so, get, to peg him. Okay, so that's a reason not to like his work? No, it's, no, 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 that's true. I, I don't mean it like that. It's more like he seems kind of deviant and he's gross. Like, he, I saw him be, uh... Uh, I saw him as a husband on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with Camille, and he was so gross and horrible. Why? Just a normal person sitting around farting? No, he. they pretended like they were still together when they were definitely breaking up, and he was already seeing the person that he's, I guess, married to now. And But, like, they went to his um, Le Cage Fall premiere thing on Broadway and uh, brought Camille and they had to film it in the limousine and just like all the prep getting ready and it was so awkward knowing that both of them knew that it was already over but they had to pretend like they still were in love or still together and the way that he treated her during those just like barely sort of like like smiling at her like mm-hmm, okay it, just, it was gross to watch I don't think that's any different than real life People put on a show constantly. They break up, but they don't want to tell people yet. And then it's like, okay, well, look at this. Look at us. Everything's good. And then they continue on. So Real Housewives really documenting real life. (laughs) Like Seinfeld until it got weird. Do you think your dad would watch a rebooted Frasier? Or not a rebooted because that would be a startup. But like a a new new episodes of Frasier and then look at Kelsey and say, oh, he's just looking so old. I know. And my dad is such a, um, he, you know, he came from the hippie generation, you know, so I, I don't understand him sometimes. He and my mom talk about women and how they look or, you know, they looking old and like, all right. I feel like hippie dudes still like, work. oh, she got big. And you're like, okay. I think hippie dudes were still superficial, superficial and shallow when it came to women. Yeah, they, it was just an experience and less of a mindset. Like, I think that some generations now have more of a hippie mindset than the actual hippies did. Well, was like back then there was, you know, a rebellion against the conservative nature of like, 50s mm-hmm. and sexuality. So just because yeah. you were having a lot of sex and you were open about it, it doesn't mean that the hippies weren't the kind of people who would still judge women on their looks and then say, look yeah, how fat she's gotten. Well, and back in the 70s, people weren't fat. It was just like, it was the odd, you know, odd one that was fat. And then that person was, I call them 70s fat because they weren't even really that fat. They were like normal looking people. Now, you didn't see fat people in the 70s. See, that's where smoking went wrong. They Their soul marketing should have been, keeps you skinny. Smoke cigarettes. I know it doesn't because a lot of times people who choose to smoke cigarettes just don't care about themselves and have unhealthy lifestyles. More preacher. I think they could have sold themselves that way, though. I'm sure at some point they probably did try to market. Well, Virginia Slim. Market cigarettes as a way to keep slim. But what, you know, it boosts your heart rate or something. (laughs) So it's look, you're burning more calories. And uh, maybe the. the way to fix to, to to quit right is to put something towards your mouth. 
<laughs> instead of the cigarette. So you eat to sort of compensate for the oral fixation, maybe. Yeah, or you chew on straws. Yeah, or pen ta- caps. Which uh, have the hole in them in case you swallow it and choke on it. You can still mm. breathe. That's nice of them. Do you know that? That's why the holes no. in the... A lot of pen caps have that little hole at the end. That little hole ain't going to do you much good. Well, it still gives you a chance to breathe some. <laughs> yeah, it's like emphysema. That's the other side of smoking. You stay thin, <laughs> but you... I, they told us in elementary school once, they gave us straws, and they said, breathe through this. Uh-huh. And like, now if you smoke cigarettes and you get emphysema, that's what breathing's like all the time, and that stuck with oh, me. And it's, I've always heard that analogy for asthma. Well, it scared me, but then yeah. I still smoked. So sure. It didn't. Oh, yeah. We were the drug-free cla- drug and smoke-free class of 2000. You were? You were, too. When was that, was it, that was a generalized term applied to all yeah, of us? Yeah, I thought so. Maybe it was just in Gwinnett County. Nah, I, I, the... We were never. They never put that title on us. Oh, I have a shirt. <laughs> what up, Gwinnett peeps with your 2000 drug-free class 2000, BB? Well, the whole thing, just say no. Okay, I'm so scared. I watch Basketball Diaries. It looks awful. Oh, and then, I loved Basketball Diaries. And then oh my God. it never really stopped anyone. <laughs> well, the, they, they went, well, I mean, lots of problems. But uh, the scare tactics that they used, instead of just being honest, really brought in the distrust. You know, so instead of just saying like, yeah. A lot of people, you know, can smoke pot for a long time, but it can lead to depression. And when people stop suddenly after smoking for a really long time, some people commit suicide. Like it can be it can be bad. Instead of just being honest about those things, they were like, look at this person. They 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 did a weed and then they jumped out a window. <laughs> look at this egg. It represents your brain. Yeah. This is your brain on drugs. I learned it from watching you, dad. <laughs> What did he learn from him to shoot up? What was he doing? No, they were smoking pot. Oh, so he saw his dad smoking pot? Yeah. His dad found his weed stash. Yeah. And then got angry at him. Which is ridiculous. If you're a dad and you're smoking pot and you catch your son smoking yeah. pot. You should also understand, it's like, okay, this maybe isn't the most dangerous thing, but it's not good for a developing brain. And Right. It's like, yeah, look, I smoke. Let's treat it like booze. You can do it when you're older. Yeah. When you, when your brain is uh, not wet concrete. And let's really talk about it, son. The reason I smoke so much is because I'm in a miserable marriage. I can't stand your mother. <laughs> your she mom. can't stand me. And I'm escaping. And so really smoking pot isn't the most healthy thing. So yes, you watched me do it. And really what you should learn from me is that I have no coping skills and I don't know how to handle life. And you should not be like me. Don't aspire to be like me. That would be yeah. the real talk. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and it's my week to pick the topic, but I'm just deferring to Autumn because she has a topic that she'd like to share with everyone uh, because there's a story attached to it. And I, you know, giving this to you, lending this privilege to you, my week, which means a lot to me, handing it to you, trusting you, saying you have a story to tell that's going to tie into this, better be a good story. Well, I feel like last week was actually your week because I chose the topic for you, but really it was my week. So this week is kind of, wait, 
Uh, yeah. So last week was kind of your week because I gave it to you. So this week is kind of my week. Last week you again. set me up is what happened. Yeah. You picked a topic. No, I, so I would just I rant. Didn't, I didn't. No, 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 no. I didn't do it so that you would rant. I had a topic. You decided to rant. You, you didn't have to rant. You knew going in because anytime we had talked about the topic before just in conversation i would get all ranty about it but anyway that well is, that's not my problem that's last week's episode that's on, between y'all and paul on commercialism and advertising marketing and all that crap yeah gross yeah, this week this week i want to talk about social media i oh, wanted social to talk media. about uh, it's ruined ruined humanity society's been Greg, destroyed Greg. there i made the hack point we're done okay we're done. All right. Thanks for listening. I've said everything that everyone else is saying about social media, which uh, let's just set it up now. I'll let you get into it. I'm going to do my best not to repeat those hackneyed rants that everyone else does on social media, even if there's validity to them. And we will talk about things that probably you've hey, heard before. Me. Is this your week? Or I, is this my week? Well, it's really my week. And I've given it to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you given me my week? I'm handing the week to you. I'm just setting this up to begin with because I know social media is especially uh, recently and the divide in the country become a topic, a point of conversation amongst many people. And quite often the same points are made. Um, sure. So what I don't want to um, necessarily take social media and put it on a table and like either shit on it or talk about its virtues. <laughs> That's what I do. I put things on tables and then I shit on them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to sort of, talk about my struggle you know interacting with social media and then you know we can talk about your interactions with it and then maybe in general people's interactions with it and its flaws or whatever so yeah i'm, I'm not i don't i don't want to do the hackneyed thing either so i mean i've wanted to talk about this for a long time i've always said that so much that goes on on social media just isn't real you know, all the, the, I want to, I guess because there are so many people who have negative interactions on it and then get very angry at social media or use it to be angry or to stay angry. Um, and then there are also people that use it for, you know, really sweet reasons, you know, to see cute, you know, ducks doing something cute. Posting so, glittery gifts to their sure. friends happy birthday love you so much well this see, isn't to a this direction. isn't a show that i'm putting on for everyone else in social no, 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 media wait, wait, it's wait, because wait, wait, i really wait. care about you so that's that's a separate thing what i'm saying is when i say that it's not real i also mean the the positive things that you're getting from it you know okay so you're having a negative interaction with social media whether you're fighting with someone or your timeline is filled with things that make you unhappy, you know, because seeing other people's opinions that differ from yours that make you angry or whatever. But then you, there are also people who see it and have, you know, cute things like they look at the dodo, you know, and it's like a dog whose legs didn't work and they built a wheelchair for it. It's sweet. Yeah, which or like been dogs, told. people That's coming story. home from war or like the army and then their dogs are excited. Like, yeah, the dog gets so excited to pees all over the floor. It's like, look how excited this pup was for its owner Stop to return. trying to do oh, you're show. peeing all over my leg. Good to see you. Good to see you, Ralph. Stay with Greg. Stay with me. Stay with me. And then the, the wheelchair story. How many times has that thing been told? Look, I say this. Most people don't know actually where I work, but uh, where I work, one of the 
the websites they own is the Dodo, and the mm-hmm. Dodo's fine. And I like the Dodo. I'm not going to speak poorly, even if I really no, wanted to. No, I think to. it's fun. I think it's a sweet place to go. All I'm saying is that wheelchair thing. Come on. We've seen it. The dog's got wheels for bat hind legs. Okay, my point is... <laughs> This is truly your week because <laughs> you're making you're very, your, I just little asides. I'm not trying to. All right. Little aside. Okay. Little asides. Um, the point is, is that those things that make you angry. I like to, I've always said that those things aren't real. Those interactions aren't real. And if I'm going to say that, then the sweet and nice things that you find on social media, I guess also can't be real. It's like, um, it's like a, quick uh like a smelling salt you know almost of of a burst of something whether it's anger or frustration or you know sweetness or sadness or something How and you- i feel like it's not as genuine all right well that's different it's real if you're feeling something or you read yes. something you get angry or you watch a an episode of a kitten who gets stuck on a curtain right. rod and then uh-huh. mewing so sweetly <laughs> Okay. That uh, and that makes you feel, you know, some kind of joy in your mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. Then those are real. That's real. These are real things. Correct. But it's not as real as, let's say, even something that you like a movie. You know, where where you're with a character for an hour and a half or two hours, and you're you're getting to know some subtleties about something, and then you actually care. You know what I mean? These things are let's talk about the sweet moments like on the dodo or something those things are you know three minutes long you know you're watching something and it's it's getting to you quickly it's trying to get elicit a response from you quickly either whether it's positive like with something like that with like a cute duckling or with something negative you know like a troll you know trolling you or saying something inflammatory well that that i agree with that social media in general is just set up to uh, pull responses right as quickly and as possible, and that is troubling. Okay, that is that, and so so. What I've said for a long time is that this is not real. These interactions that you're having are not real. They're I I, I would say they're real. They're just uh, exaggerated and yeah, it's fake. It's fake. A lot it's of the tricking the you. nuance it's is preempted. You. And it's like, not, I guess. All right. So not maybe not fake. It's tricking you. Well, it sets things and up. I, and I don't want to get tricked. It sets things up with a very <laughs> clear divide. And like, like there's no in between with things. It's like this yeah. comment serves this purpose. This is all I want out of this. this well, and video then people serves- can read into things. So like even if someone tries to. And I don't want to say educate because then that seems like pandering or something. But if someone says something that is shitty and then someone responds and tries to truly whatever their intention was their intention was to truly tell that person that what they're saying is offensive or whatever and every you know everyone's going to read that text those words in a different way you know they're going to interpret it in a different way well that's and and anyone that's hard yeah anyone though who goes on and tries to respond to someone who's being inflammatory or whatever they're doing and try to convince them to think about it or see things to 
That's dumb. That's like saying, watch this. I can breathe underwater. There's a set of rules that comes along with social media, and one of them is not, uh, I'm going to persuade a person to think about things differently okay. or be a little more open-minded. That's So the- that's a perfect segue into my journey, my social media journey that I went on yesterday. When did this journey begin? Yesterday morning, Okay, I think. so it's a... Ugh. All right. Uh, yeah, so... Tell us. There's an... Okay, so... There's two pages for the Von Hessler Doctrine. There's two plus What's two that? equals four. What is the Von, the Von Hessler Doctrine? Is a radio show that Greg and I are on on uh, in Atlanta on WSB. Um, so two Facebook groups for it. The original one is the one that I started, which is two plus two equals four, because this is a quote thing that Eric says all the time. Who's the Eric? Host of the show and the host of the oh, show, okay. the Von Hessler Doctrine. Thank you for filling me in. Okay, so. I'm new um, to this podcast. I just, I want to have all the details. Yes, no problem. He's the host of the show. His name is Eric Von Hessler. Um, <clears throat> so is that, his last that, name Von Hessler? Yes, his last name is Von Hessler. Oh, that's, I thought, I heard once that his last name is actually Hessler. Okay, fine. Go. Oh, you're right. His middle name is Von. Yes. <laughs> okay, continue. I hate you. Okay, so on, uh, so two plus, uh, two plus two equals four has sort of devolved into people just posting you know stupid videos weird memes like no one's not as many people that are there are talking about the show they're just trying to like make each other laugh and whatever it's kind of an annoying page (laughs) but you are an admin on this page this is a yes an official secret fan page for the radio program that you are an admin on so you could in theory, police this if you wanted. You could kick yes. these people off. You could delete things. You could try to just keep the people on who wanted to talk about the show. Look, yeah. quite often, this is like any group dynamic, I think. I know it's mm-hmm. annoying because this page is supposed to serve a purpose, but any group dynamic, you've got the people who come in and they've got to be the life of the party. The party someone else's birthday right. party. But like, no, no, I'm here now. Everything I say is going to be funny and a joke. And if we have a conversation, you're not really going to have a conversation with me because I'm just going to look at ways to take what you said and uh, make it and spin it into some kind of humorous thing just to constantly show off how clever I am. Whose birthday is it? I don't give a shit. (laughs) So and especially online and especially, you know, there's there are, you know, these people who are posting are regular people, you know, there's a reason why, you know, two and a half men was a really popular show. It's because some people don't have a great sense of humor. <laughs> they may laugh at a lot of things. So they feel like they have a good sense of humor. But what I mean in, is in the true sense of a sense of humor. Is this funny? Okay. So there's a lot of that sort of like not funny things going up. And sometimes straight up like pretty offensive things going up that I delete when I think that they're offensive. Um, So then a new group was formed. I did not form this group. This was a fan created group called two times two equals four, which I was really starting to appreciate um, because I joined it because I was like fun. And it was, there were, I feel like there was uh, a, it was mostly filled with a lot of women. And I felt like the women that were posting on two times two equals four were posting things that were thoughtful and interesting. And, um, and then I, 
then I started to get this, and maybe this is all in my mind. I don't know if this is really how it went down, but then I started to feel as the sh- as that page two times two equals four got bigger and bigger and full of more of the dudes from two plus two equals four. <laughs> it started to turn into that birthday party scenario. We're like, look at this. <laughs> like, no, no, I, I, this isn't funny. This isn't interesting. I this think is dumb. We've established on the show my <clears throat> thoughts on such a dynamic. Dudes ruin everything. They really do. And look, having... I've never felt that way before. I, I feel like I saw this happen on this new page. and it Now you've really... got the proof. The, the, you know, that my theory has been proven. The hypothesis has been proven. Um, look, but I, that's I, not true having, because they're... Having they're, lighthearted... You are a man and, you're, and you don't ruin things. Yeah, but it's my nature to want to, and then you have to fight against it because you're like, you know what, I'm sm- I'm smarter. I'm supposed to be a higher-thinking being. I can handle these impulses. I also don't feel the constant need to show off in hopes that I get laid. Like I think that's ultimately what it boils down to, even if it's subconscious. It's like, I'm, yeah. I'm proving myself. We don't have feathers. I'm not a peacock, so I can't really show my... <laughs> look, look how funny I am. Ah, no. Part of humor and comedy is also knowing when to stop and draw the line and you throw the jokes out there when it's appropriate and you can also show that you have the ability to have real conversations and thoughtful conversations and that you're well-rounded and not everything needs to devolve into some quip that you're well see that's what that's what it seemed that's what seemed to be kind of nicer about a lot of the women participating in two times two equals four even if they did post something that was funny or whatever it didn't seem like they were trying as hard it really did seem like i want to share this funny thing with you yes and you can sense these dynamics a lot there's that it's like i want to share this thing uh yeah. this is a shared experience and there's then there's look at me look at me look at me right look at me right. look at me oh, yeah God, and and you here. know two out of five things that you do that like look at me look at me will be good but the rest is like all right i'm done looking at you <laughs> so okay so that was my feeling going into this, okay? So then somebody posts, a man posts a, a, a picture of Lena Dunham at her heaviest in a bikini. And the thing was, you know, she's like, you know, Lena Dunham puts on bikini for so-and-so designer. And, you know, she don't look great in her bikini, but she just got a big old body and she's rocking her bikini, Okay. The person posted it saying, like, this is the look, this is the face of cancer AIDS or something. They posted some stupid thing. What does that even mean? I don't know. I feel like the the potential for calling someone cancer AIDS, I think that's kind of funny. But it it didn't make sense to me to be posting that picture just because she was a bigger woman in a bikini. I did not think that that was okay. So I was the dummy that you talked about earlier, thinking I could like change a mind or something. And I commented on it saying, <clears throat> you know, ladies of two times two, are we going to let men just, you know, post shit like this about women's bodies? <laughs> and there were, there were some men that came in saying like, uh, yeah, this is stupid. Uh, talking about women's bodies is not funny or interesting and that was real that felt really really good but then the per- the original poster started 
fighting with me and calling me a Karen and um, saying like uh, I was crying to the admins and then also um, said like, why don't you go back to, you know, two plus two equals four and actually do a good job on that. And those things really stung. I was like, oh, shit. Like I, they those things really hurt my feelings. That's what they you were know, intended to do. It was just—I know—they were just got me. throwing got. daggers because, for whatever reason, the dude posted the thing. We can speculate and assume what his intent was. Uh, did he try to hide behind uh, lighten up? It was just a joke at some point. Was that thrown no, it, out there? No, it was. It, the, more of the defense was, "Hey, you know, I've been big and I've lost weight, and this is a choice to look this way." Oh, and he talked about like, um, you know, how about. He's like, I just don't believe in posting, you know, uh, um, imposing my opinions on others. And I was like, I commented back saying, that's exactly what your post did was impose your opinions on others. And I said, am I missing something? And then he was like, why don't you go cry to the, you know, go back to, t-? I was like, ow. Well, ouch. <laughs> even if, and then, even, okay, then, hold on. I, okay, go ahead. See, go ahead. now I'm just wrapped up. This is not what your point is, but now I'm wrapped up in the motivation behind the post and the, subsequent response um even if this person was bigger and then lost the weight and being bigger is a choice um okay so you're saying though it's you know the ideal is to look that way then i'm allowed to make fun of no but it's like the ideal there's an ideal image in your mind of what people should look like and if it's a choice she's choosing not to look the way she's supposed to look. And it's like, well, that's not even like, that's a made up thing. People, even if it is a choice, maybe she's choosing to look like that. People can look however they want to look. So, you know, shaming people. And this is a different topic. I just don't understand the motivation behind it because I think that that's a flawed uh, explanation. Really, really was like, look, look at this woman. Let's talk about how gross she is. That's what I think what they wanted to stir. I think so too. And so what I said, I said, there are, I said, I just don't think it's cool for men to be talking about like shitting on women's bodies. And then I also said something about like, um, there are a lot of women who have a body like that. And when people shit on that type of body, it makes that woman feel like shit, you know? And that's not okay. I said, I don't think that that's okay. You know? Um, and then, when his when his words really did sting like he intended i was i i blocked him okay i blocked him and then i left the group um and i really was trying to figure out why did his words hurt me like that you know because because my stance on social media has always been like it's not real like don't get into arguments on there because it's not the same type of argument, a discussion or actual like heated argument that you would get in person. You know, a person isn't going to be that nasty to you. But it is, it is real again in the sense that this person is presenting something that they truly believe in the simplest way possible. I know, but when I feel like because it's not in person that there is a, a element, a new, a new element within that, that makes it not genuine because I don't think that me and this person who posted that thing would be sitting together, having a chat 
And then he would just start shitting on how gross Lena Dunham's body is. Do you know what I mean? He wouldn't do that. Maybe he would. He, if it came up, I'm sure that he would. But the conversation probably would have happened differently following it. But right. at that point, is that conversation genuine? Or is the person putting on a show because of rules of society? And now on you know social mm. media, they can actually present their truth selves. That's you know, the, another question that you can ask. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's not real. It's, it's just you're not... It's not going to be a dynamic uh, conversation by any means. It's going to be pretty flat. It's like, yeah, here's my true. stance. Here's your stance. No one's getting anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, people certainly do hide. Or they're not hiding because I guess on Facebook it's your real profile. But they're, they feel more they're bolder. They're bolder putting their comments out there because... Ultimately, what is going to happen? You're not in proximity and uh, yeah. there's less risk. Well, now seemingly. you can get sort of doxxed, right? For comments that you make, people screen grab them and then find out where you work because you post it on your about part on your Facebook and then you get canceled, get fired. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other thing that's yeah pretty ridiculous in its own right. Let's destroy people's lives, even if they're pieces of shit. Look. They probably got a miserable enough life. I don't. <laughs> it's like someone, if someone feels the need to be posting pictures of Lena Lena Dunham online and talking about how gross she is, and like, all right, you don't have much going on, do you? Well, yeah, okay. So then someone did message me and said that they they have had some, uh, like lengthy conversations with the original poster about it, and this was before this, but um, saying like they they know the person a little bit and that he is sort of going through something so i mean i i do feel for that um and and that he would be so nasty to me really was surprising but i guess he felt insulted you know and i i guess i wanted whatever his motivation was is really neither here nor there for me i was surprised at my reaction and then when I blocked him and then went away from the group, I kept checking Facebook thinking that like I'd be, I forgot that like I won't be able to see it anymore. And then I wanted to go back so that I could see sort of the aftermath of this argument that he and I had. But I couldn't because I had left the, like m my smart brain was messing up my shitty brain who wanted more of that like emotional response. I wanted that sort of like burst of adrenaline, even though it didn't feel good. I think that social media shows people's inability to even understand themselves on either side, any point, any topic. <laughs> it's just, it is. It's like, okay, so if this person's going through something right now and they're angry or upset and hating the world because they're in some kind of emotional pain mm -hmm. or working through something, that they want to put something out there and just have a bunch of other people share that hate. And there's like a yeah. Lena Dunham was the stand in for it. It's like, mm -hmm. just shit on this with me. That's what I want. And then you didn't give that. And it probably felt attacked by yeah. you uh, questioning his character and rightly so for why are you doing something like this and then becomes yeah. defensive and then just has to attack you. And it's like, there's yeah. zero understanding of yourself. There is nothing. It's like, I didn't get what I wanted. Then you hurt me. I hurt you back. I was like, okay, great. But I wish that <clears throat> I was disappointed that I res I reacted to it. You're disappointed. Like, A, I kept arguing back when I should have not 
done that, I guess. <laughs> I should have just said my piece and then left it at that. Everyone argues back, though. This is what ha- I don't know why people engage in it. That's what I'm saying. I normally heated. don't. And I then know. I got, he got me and I got got by the whole thing. Like it all. But he didn't really even get you. He just said nasty things. I know. Is but that it really getting you? Okay. It hurt. Yeah. So his, his intention was, uh, seems... I guess what I'm saying, I was surprised that it worked. Well, it's not that hard to hurt people by saying nasty things. It's not like he accomplished some monumental task. You know why it did hurt probably is because I do neglect two plus two equals four. And I wish that I had better control over it. Yeah, so he called you out on some things that, you know, bother you. Yeah. So he that's why it hurt. He didn't know that. He was just stabbing. No, nah, he knows because especially Eric makes fun of me for abandoning that page, which I do. I do not. I have not abandoned it. Um, everybody else is an admin on the show, so they can also participate, but they don't. I think that Jared every once in a while goes in and just like approves all of the <laughs> member requests, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, because he just wants to grow numbers. When I was using, no, 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 he, do- he doesn't know. I don't think. When I was using does. Eric's login, I was an admin. I would delete some of the dumb posts. Yes, the- I've deleted yeah shitty things that people have posted. I mean, I'd leave some of them up if they were dumb, meaning they weren't funny. But it's like okay, but oh the- yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some real nasty shit that people post. I was like, what is the point of this? I'm getting rid of it. Or it's like, look at this new meme. And then 60 people post it. Like they found it or create. And it's like, who cares? Yeah. It's all getting deleted. Um, but so, yeah, but it was mostly you left to manage that page. But, you know, if you look at the conversation that was actually had, I'm sure your points were more poignant than anything he had to say. No, like, I think so too. Um, there were some people agreeing with him about like something I think about like the weight loss thing and how, but there were other people saying, you know, I disagree with her on a ton of things, but I don't think that talking about her body is whatever. So, I mean, I appreciated the support and then uh, two people emailed or Facebook messaged me about it. And I thought that was very kind of them. And I appreciated that. Um, And it's not like I needed them to tell me I was right. I knew I was right, but my whole struggle with it was thinking about, like I said, why it hurt. And I guess I know why it hurt now. Um, but also like blocking and 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 sort of um, tailoring your Facebook feed uh, or your Twitter uh, feed to only give you pleasure, you know, and not to sort of stir anything for you. I previously have said that that is an important thing to do because what is social media for? Is it is it to fuck with you every time you open it and get you angry and argue with people and challenge you constantly? Or is it just a place to like, can I just relax and scroll around and see what's happening and be, read something is funny and then see the baby duck who, you know, fell. It can be whatever it. you want it. That's, that's maybe what you need to decide. And then you set it up to serve that purpose. It doesn't, you know, some people maybe want to go on there and just stir shit for whatever reason. Uh, I yes. don't, you know, I don't know what they're getting out of it, but like trolls. Yeah. there's trolls or like even this guy, I don't know if he was necessarily trolling, but no, he wasn't. He was putting his real thoughts out there, which is worse than yeah. trolling in a That's really, the, okay. So let's just, talk about trolls. We, we have experience with a troll. We know a troll. <laughs> yeah. I <And> know. <laughs> what, what, why, why do people do that? What pleasure do they get? And just saying just shitty things to 
make people react. That's what you're getting, the reaction. You feed but off what does of that the reaction. give you? Power. Look Power. what I started. Look what I stirred. My comment did this thing. Yeah. And now we're in the middle of this. And there's like no stakes because if you're trolling, you don't even in theory care about what you posted. So the other person's getting right. riled and they can't really hurt you at that point because they're you're just arguing for the sake of arguing and you're uh, letting them get you know, enraged and impassioned and it's like, <laughs> look at you. I've stirred all these emotions in you and I have such control over you at this point. I yeah. think that I think that's what people get out of it. And again, it's just uh, filling some hole that they've got in their being yeah. and their existence. That um, seems that seems. Um, yeah. When I think about the power that they get, from that and then they truly like feed off of it you know it gives them some burst of something that makes them like you said feel more in control yeah but i don't think do they really at the end of the day feel good about themselves no it's just no they're but but that makes me it's like the same it's not the same it's not but it reminds me of like that mentality of like uh serial killers or something you know serial killers aren't happy but they love doing that just like these trolls. They love like well, making people react and hate and, and have this emotional response. Serial killers. I think that's another power thing. And it's like, yeah. I, they kill someone. Um, and obviously there's a wide range of serial killers in the way they've executed their murders, yeah. but you know, there's a fear involved, which they really like. They're the cause of the fear. Yeah. Um, they're toying with people. They're toying with the police. With toying, the yes. Yeah, it's just this pathetic grasp at some relevance. It's like I matter in a way. All these people who never had any attention paid to them or didn't get the things that they needed. I know it sounds like the most basic of arguments, but there's a reason it becomes a bit of a stereotype. It's like you weren't loved. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's you know that's there's you a weren't lot. loved and that scared you. And now you've come up with these weird ways to give you it, that scared you and you felt out of control when you needed someone to help control your life as, as like someone who was scared and alone as a kid. Yeah. I'm and not, now, I'm now not, you can't handle. I'm not getting the emotions I want from you or that I need. Yeah. And uh, I have no clue how to get those. So I just want some kind of emotional reaction yeah. from people. Um, you know, and then going back to the posting of the guy that you, you fought with, if he was overweight and lost the weight, um, you know, he probably dealt with shit and he probably f- dealt with rejection and people. Uh, so it's making- interesting that people that someone would go through that and that they would continue to be like the shitter. Yeah, because that's the most basic childish reaction. Think about being in school and if you're bullied, yeah. you're bullied. But then there's always someone below you that you can bully. Right. Uh, so, you know, you just pass it along or the moment something um, you were made fun of for um, no longer applies to you. And the weight is a good thing. You can lose the weight. And then there's someone else who's fat. And it's yeah. like you just completely remove yourself from it. And yeah. to get out of that category, I think you just then start making fun of the fat person. 
Like, ah, look at you. You're so fucking fat. Even though you were fat yourself and you know how it feels. Right. Ideally, it would be, listen, I've been there. That must be either difficult for her or maybe she's cool with it. I don't know. I don't like the way it looks. That's it. It's like, it's a lack of compassion at that point. You should be able to understand a lack of empathy. I should understand what it's like to be in a situation like this. And maybe there's some anger. Like maybe the person who was mm. fat who would who hid away and dealt with a lot of shit is angry that someone who's fat has the audacity to show off their body and be relatively okay with it. And it's like mm-hmm. there's maybe jealousy that stems from that. So like you can live like this? What the f and then you just make everything about yourself and you think I couldn't do that and then you hate the person because they're doing this thing that you couldn't do. And while they're still getting the same shit that you got, they're maybe dealing with it better than you ever dealt with it in your life. And then so you can't stand that person. Well, and the other like the the other extreme to that is people saying like, she looks beautiful. <laughs> You're like, she looks. I mean, I mean, if someone thinks she looks beautiful, you can't argue with them. If someone no, doesn't think she looks beautiful, then you can't argue with them. Uh, yeah. You know, there's standards set by society, but what the ideal body looks like. But it is also, I think, based on the majority preference, which doesn't right. make that right. Well, I think I think it's but, about like health, right? Like your your I think that your um, you know, your uh, reptilian brain probably sees a body and sort of judges it whether it's healthy or not to sort of procreate with or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, so I mean that does there, exist. There, there is something to looking at someone who is big and either deciding for yourself or whatever. But like I said, I feel like. The, uh, the 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 extreme of that response is to sort of I I say she looks beautiful as in someone's sort of overcompensating and not really thinking it looks beautiful but just saying it's beautiful just to be supportive you know you could look at someone's body and think in your brain whatever you want you don't need to tell anybody else that you don't you don't need to tell the person anything about how what you think about their body you don't have to tell your friend about what you think about somebody else's body that's their body yeah i mean there are people who go to extremes to make sure the other side knows by making comments like so beautiful it's yeah. like okay we get it now you're on the other side right you're one of the good people when it comes right. to this i'm good see and I'm good. showing support i don't think is a bad thing And, you know, if you're really talking about it, it, just saying it's beautiful is an easy, short way to show the support instead of actually getting into the real dynamics and minutia of it. But, you know, social media in in general is uh, one of the reasons I wasn't on it. One, it's a lot of work when I was on it. My space, I feel like, was simpler. My space didn't venture too much into what social media has become. And, and social media is obviously wide range. Like Instagram, people aren't really getting into fights. I guess people maybe do on some images on more popular accounts. But for the most part, it's just your pictures and Instagram and phones have destroyed photography, which is a different topic, which really bothers me. But because uh, photography used to be and then you got digital cameras and it made it easier. But it used to be a technical skill, too. It's like mm-hmm. aperture and ISO yeah. of the film and 
And it's like, okay. And shutter speed. You had to know these things to take proper pictures. And then you can mess right. with those things. Light reader. Well, you can mess with those things to then give your pictures a different look. And then developing was a whole other part of the process that you could get an artistic. And then it was just like, all right, it's easy. Now everyone can do it. And it's like, yeah, I think most art in general. Oh, I like the Hefe filter. Well, a lot of art in general was, is a technical skill coupled with a creative outlook and, mm-hmm. you know, the technical skills with a lot of these things because the technology is gone and now everyone can do it and it's completely ruined all meaning. But the point I'm making originally, <laughs> social media is wide ranging and serves a lot of different purposes. And uh, I think a lot of it though uh, is a lot of work that I had no time for. It's like tweeting, Instagram, like you gotta constantly keep these things going. I don't want to put in that kind of work. See, I, I don't feel like there's uh, any drive to keep it going. I haven't posted. I just post whenever. Well, some people, if you're using it and you yeah. want to put your thoughts out there because you think that everything you have to say and everything you see is so brilliant and worthy of uh, adoration, then yeah. I guess you're driven to keep doing it. But, you know, there is. The- I used to be like that. I used to post horror, like, you know, on Facebook where it tells you like your memories. And it's like, you know. 10 years ago, this is what you posted. And it's like, having a sandwich, chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think there was a period of fucking around. A lot of people post yeah. that and actually mean it. But I think there was a period of also the deconstruction. And it's like, I'm just going to start posting the most mundane things. And then that becomes mainstream. And then everyone just yeah. documents their days. Um, but, you know, the comparison thing is true. That, that's been brought up so many times before. But you see other people's curated feeds and their yeah, lives look better true. than their lives actually are. Uh, so it's not a realistic representation of life. Or when people do post their struggles, they just go all out and dump everything there. And like, that's not real either. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was a big string of that for a while, right? Where people were posting these horrible things about their life is so horrible. and no, like a, or, or, or they would post those, those vague things on Facebook, right? You're like, worst day ever. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh, keep your head up, sweetie. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, what, you want me to reach out and ask you? It's like, no, I'm not doing that. It's a, it's the same thing as posting What's the wrong? good and stuff. What's wrong? And then they respond, just down. Yeah. Like, All right. Okay. It's the same thing. You're you're trying to get attention. You're Fishing. Yes. You want, no matter what it is, good, bad, you just want people to pay attention to you. Please, I'm here. Pay me some kind of attention. Um, and if, you know you're presenting your life it's being so wonderful you like the idea that people look at it and maybe are a little jealous of it and like oh yeah they think that i have this wonderful life even if it a normal life obviously has ups and downs and is all different shades of gray and one extreme or the other is not real i don't know most people when something bad happens in their life who just tells everyone about there are people who exist like that they will just go around and talk to any person they see a cash cashier someone at the deli yeah. can they'll share it but most people are like All right. how you doing today hon oh well i mean this morning my husband oh my but if, cat oh my dog yeah i think some most people is like all right, they're all dead i killed them i share this with some people and it's not for everyone to see and then even the good stuff is like i don't feel any need to go around and brag constantly that there's good things happening in my life and i think yeah. social media in general is just a dumping ground for people's sadness for people's misery uh it's just people's lack of attention and feeling loved that's what social media is they go on there and it all no matter what they post how they post it what they go about for the most part it's people 
expressing something that they don't even know that they're expressing, which is pretty much, yeah. I just want to feel cared about. That's all. And nobody, yes. nobody. It, yeah. It, whether it's all even, I, yeah. Even if it's with a negative response, just care. I just want someone to care. It's a lack of self-awareness. And that's why, you know, when I say I don't like people for the most part, um, mm-hmm. this is why I'm torn because I'm not really, I know there's this idea that I'm just this completely negative, cynical person, and that's certainly side of me because that is what exists quite a bit in the world. Like people are shitheads, but there's also <laughs> part of me that understands like there's reasons people are acting like this, and you know if people just took the fucking time to be a little self-aware and understand things, that I think a lot of this would go away. But they don't. They don't have any ability to grasp anything in terms of what they're feeling or thinking or why so they go on and they just dump shit it's a dumping ground social media yeah whether it's positive or my new car yeah i know you want to share stuff it's that whole thing of like pics or it didn't happen like I need to post this. No or one gives a shit. All right, you got a new. People do give a shit. You got a new car, and that means something to you because you yeah. worked for that car and you're excited about it, and yeah, that's valid. And maybe people in your life will share in that excitement, but posting it and hoping to get every other person to be like, yeah, the, people don't care that much, and that's what you need to understand. It's like that's okay that you can have your life and be relatively mundane and boring and have these moments and then have people who are close enough to you to share those things with rather than just seeking attention of every fucking person on your friends <laughs> list. And like, what are you trying to do at that oh, point? And I'm it, looking through my, I'm looking through my own Facebook feed and I did post a thing saying, "Ugh, I'm sorry, everybody. It was pretty vague. <laughs> yeah. But what I meant was about all the shit that's going down and it seemed like everybody was, when did you post this? I posted it June 2nd. Yeah. Maybe you wanted uh, some people to reach out. You don't like uh, feeling alone. No, I don't. You have an inability to yeah. sit with yourself. I don't for mind the most being part. alone. I don't like feeling alone. Yeah, but I think loneliness comes out of, and this isn't you, because I know mm-hmm. you have real relationships and real connections with people but you know it comes out of not having an actual open dynamic with a lot of people loneliness isn't the physical act of being alone right there's that old cliche about new york lonely amongst millions like you're around people that in itself doesn't cure loneliness right i mean i with you know all the quarantining and you know i'm i'm ready for uh some more human interaction that I'm getting, I think. But if you're having real open interactions with people, even when you're yeah. quarantined, I think it fills some of that. It doesn't take away the desire to be around people, but yeah, I think it fills some of that hole. And, you know, bringing it back to social media, again, it's just people's inability to actually understand anything about themselves. Yeah. And so whatever in the most, in the simplest form, it's just barfed onto the internet (laughs) yeah well thank you for helping me figure out you know what that was yesterday but what are you going to do what's uh moving forward what are you going to do 
You're going back to that group? Like, leaving the group to me feels like a, a strange thing. Why really? did you? Why did you run it? You enjoyed that group, and I know that its dynamics have changed. But because why did you run away? Because the dynamics away? were changing, and every time—not every time—but I kept getting disappointed with uh, uh, when things were posted on that page. Instead of before, when I was feeling like really optimistic and felt like, "Oh, this page has gotten like really cool," and this is what I want. Like this is what. I want that other page to be, you know? And so I just kept getting disappointed every time I went there. So like, why am I doing this to myself? Okay. That's a valid reason to not be there. If it's not yeah. giving you anything that you want. It was. And like I said, it was, and maybe that's self-imposed, you know, maybe I was building it up too much to something. And it's, I mean, this sounds like something that's important. It is not. It's some, see, that's what I mean. It's fake. It's not real. It's some stupid group of people that I've never, you know, that I guess I have met. A good handful of them but i don't like know them they're not my you know friends i i understand that yeah they're my some of them are my but friends. you're getting something out of it that you are no longer getting i mean social yeah. media really i think is anti-social media it, it just represents the definition of anti-social which yeah. is I mean, what it's like just contrary to laws and customs of society <laughs> that's that's everything that it presents and it, i think it does and this is the old hack argument but it does show off a bad side i know there are good things that also do happen on social media um but it does show off a nasty side of people just that they're most basic yeah. and they feel safe to throw it out there and this is a real representation when you say it's not real I think this actually is real. This is the real representation of how most people navigate the world, which is not, it did not much depth to it. It's like, I don't know. I feel this thing. I don't know this thing. I, I will know, react this way. You will pay for me feeling this thing. Yeah. And I just so, don't believe that that's a real representation of them. I understand what you're saying, how it is like at a base level, a representation of them, but people aren't just their base. You know, they, they're, they're a whole human and I think what we see what what sometimes you can see on social media is what you're saying is like people's dumbest things and I don't like to think that that's the real them that is I think that you're seeing them at their most basic which probably is the real them and, the, and there's, the more, there's more to you than just that there is more to you but what are those more to you relationships looking like and that's not something we can answer because you know everyone is different but I think if you're having deep relationships with other people and working through things and in real life, and it can happen on social media too. Just because someone's not there physically doesn't mean that you can't have that kind of relationship with them. Like it can happen. Right. I have seen people get into arguments on Facebook. They have to continually say within each comment that like, love you, not fighting with you. I disagree, blah, 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 blah. And you know what I mean? Like they have to keep reminding each other that like, I'm not trying to be shitty. I want to keep discussing this with you because it's so easy to devolve into like, fuck you. Like, well, tell, well, you're acting like a bitch. One thing you, you know? do lose is tone. Uh, you can, right, right. people are going to read what I was it. saying in the beginning where you're going to interpret like a, a, an attitude into something that someone has said, even when maybe that wasn't, what they were trying to say. Yeah, that's something that if you're having a conversation in person that the tone, 
you can say probably the same things, but because the tone is also there and recognized that the yeah. person knows that you're not, not trying to be when people get like completely shitty, when people get defensive, then they, they apply a different tone to these things. Right. And all I was saying before is if you have uh, better relationships with people around you, no matter what form, then maybe your impulse isn't to go online and act this way. So I know that you're hopeful that this isn't a real representation of people. And I know that people have more to them than just what they post online. Mm -hmm. But I also feel as though that is the most basic impulsive actions of people and maybe does give you uh, more of a, a snapshot into what's going on in their brain than you would like yeah. to admit. And to, you know, not it, that I would like to admit, well, but it's just, a shitty thing to think that most people are like this. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of people are. Yeah. And, you know, it, as far as what purpose social media serves for you, I think, as you said earlier, just uh, curate it in a way that gives you what you want. I, yeah. And I, I do typically do that when I uh, blocked and left the group the other day. I didn't block the guy. I blocked this man and then I left the group. I started to think like... Am I just sort of burying my head in the sand and trying to ignore things that upset me instead of uh, dealing with things that upset me? But then it, I, it goes back to my idea about social media and what it's for. Is it there to like fuck with you constantly or is it there for, you know, some mindless scrolling, think, entertainment, whatever. And it's there for whatever you want it to be there for. Uh, yeah. You know, one of the positive things is it does allow you to keep in touch with people that you normally wouldn't keep in touch with, mm -hmm. even if it's on a very superficial level. But it's like, all right, here's this person that I used to have a relationship with. And just through the natural progression of life, we kind of drifted apart and you can reach back out if you want and have a nice conversation. And I'm sure plenty of people reconnected and maybe had more than, you know, grown those relationships. So that's a nice thing that it offers. And mm -hmm. Yeah, if you want it to just be entertaining and mindless, it's there for that too. Ideally, it would be nice if people could share thoughts. Like, I don't think that having an outlet for any creativity you may have, like posting your pictures. I know I shit on it earlier with Instagram, but it's like, okay, it's nice to have an outlet and to get some recognition for it. I get that. You created this thing even though it's very simple with Instagram and you didn't really create anything. You just took a picture, <laughs> but in general, like if you create this or you have an idea that you want to share, uh -huh. it's, it's nice to have an, a, a more of an audience than you would have in the past for it. Yeah. But now everyone thinks that everything they think and everything they take pictures of is worth sharing. It's like balance that out, figure that mm -hmm. out a bit. And I was going to say, ideally it'd be nice if you could share those things and just then start real conversations about them. But that's a very difficult thing to do because ultimately they do devolve into shit. Someone comes in and just stirs it. If you read yeah. comment sections on any article, <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even on the, there was, I follow some office Instagram pages and, uh, there somebody, this person, this, this page posted some, uh, thing that people didn't really know about. Like this little detail, like, did you notice this ever? And, uh, I just saw the original poster within the comments saying like, guys, just because you may not have noticed this the first time around doesn't mean that you're not a true office fan. Relax. 
So I think that there were people that were like, of course I knew this. If you didn't know this, then you're not, you're not an office fan. And like, sh- like fighting with each other. Yeah. Like, I, this is, Stop. again, Stop it. it's just the need to be, I'm the biggest office fan. Right. I need that recognition. I need to, what? Because uh, what's his name? Why is his name eluding me? The, per- the guy Which who stars one? in the fucking show. Jim? No. Steve Carell? Yeah. It's like, because uh, I'm sorry that he couldn't remember his name. I know that's insulting to you. Uh, <laughs> sometimes these names just, they disappear in my brain. No, I know. But it's like, I'm the biggest Office fan. Yeah, because Steve Carell's going to come show up and, you know, throw you a celebration and give you. That's not happening. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you are getting out of it is filling a void elsewhere. That's where you need to focus. Yeah. Don't focus like on the people is, who right. didn't notice this small detail in this episode of The Office. That's pointless. Yeah. And it's best to not engage with those people if it makes you feel bad. That's, you know, that's why I'm not on I, it. It's yeah, too much work. It's, social media is too much work to sift through that for me, to filter that out. I mean, once you do it, like, what, you know, it's pretty easy to keep up with. Well, I'm I'm not even saying like posting. I'm saying, but there's all of that, and it's not. I don't get enough out of it to enough positives yeah. to outweigh the negatives. I know. I don't really even know if what I'm getting out of Facebook. I really stopped posting on Twitter. Well, you're a I, you're a you know public figure, even if it's just to a local market. And if you want to progress, if you have anything, you know, you got to have that social media media presence. <laughs> That is the standard now. Oh, what's the... Maybe I should start posting just the worst stuff on Twitter. No, maybe you shouldn't post anything. Like pencils work. (laughs) I mean, if you want to... Okay, if you just want to go that way. Yeah. It was like my Twitter account where I only posted about sandwiches for... But what was your username? I like pretzels. What? (laughs) That's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, I made the username. I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. So maybe I should have made it I like sandwiches, but... I like pretzels! Um... Yeah, now I forgot what I was saying leading up to that, though. Oh, posting mundane things? Well, that was you posting them. Oh, I was going to say, you know, it it has become a gauge on your worth more than it should be. Not for just you, but it's like, I love this. Let's say you wrote a book and like you sent the manuscript and like, we love this. This is amazing. The best thing we've ever read. How many Twitter followers do you have? Zero. It's like, oh, well, can't publish it. It's like, oh, oh, wow, that's that's where we've gone, huh? You don't have enough social media followers, so, you know, the actual integrity of your work doesn't matter because you don't want to do the work. You just want to collect the money. Everything's already built in. I've built the fan base. I did this thing, and now you just want to take it, and you want to take a percentage of it. <laughs> it's like, no, you know what this is supposed to work? I create the thing. You build the fucking social media following. That's where yeah. you get your. That's where you get your money. And the fact that you need the social media following. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's just, um, I, I feel like that's uh, older people or something looking and saying like, well, social media is important instead of, I don't know. I feel like the younger you are, maybe you understand that social media's importance is not as great. I don't, I don't know. I think it's more the younger people I describe as the older model. Was, mm. This was uh this is more of the newer model. Well, it depends on what it is. Because if you're like an Instagram influencer, then obviously you need the followers. But if you've written a book, I don't know. 
if people are as concerned. It depends on what it's for, I guess. But yeah, they don't want to put in any of the work. If you've written a book, but you're not a name yeah. at this point, they don't want to put in the work to help get your name out there. That's your responsibility. And that's ridiculous because a lot of creative people have no ability to market themselves. And so you're missing out on a lot of good stuff probably because your system is all about the quickest way for you to make some money. And that goes, you know, back to maybe things I was ranting about last (laughs) week. (laughs) So that's a completely different episode. So you can wrap it up. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Like and subscribe, rate and review. We have a social media presence. Find us online. (laughs) One topic zero one, I think on Instagram, we don't post anything. I guess we should start posting things. You should start posting things. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get involved in it. I appreciate anyone who likes the show. Yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be to gain followers. It would just be to give people something to look at. Yeah. Well, there's this idea that if we don't interact, we don't appreciate the people who listen to this. That's yeah. not even true. That's not even true. That's not true at all. I appreciate. I just interacting constantly. I know that it could be a cool thing. It's just I don't want to be on there. It has nothing to do <laughs> with my feelings for anyone. Like you wanted All me, right. you wanted me to call out the person who left the latest review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the review <laughs> wasn't really a review of the show; it was just in reference to our show about toys when we were kids. Yeah, Cars Four Three Five Eight gave us five stars, which I appreciate on iTunes—a five-star rating of the show. But then the review was just creepy crawlers. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Creepy Crawlers. That was a toy we didn't talk about on that episode. I love but. that kind of quote <laughs> review. Just Creepy Crawlers. And they use it as a com- <laughs> yeah, comment section. I love that. So, But look, I appreciate that. I just, yeah. uh, you know, my lack of interaction is not a representation of my feelings for anyone who actually enjoys what we do. That okay. still blows my mind. I'm like, who, why? Why do you like this? Thank you. Yeah. But why? Well, you know, <laughs> even if you don't mean it that way, it still may feel that way to people. So you have to reconcile with that. Yes. All right. Rate and review us so that Greg feels happy inside. And uh, subscribe. Support our sponsor, hopandpepper.com. You can use our code one topic 15 to get 15% off of a hubsus. And that's it. So, you know, when you're posting on social media, try and remember... Why am I posting this? Am I missing something? Is there a hole inside me that this will fill? No, the answer is no. It won't fill any hole. Yeah, it won't. Hey, Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? 
zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.